0: River Road, you got me running way back home. River Road, you got me running all night long. You got me singing some boat song. River Road, River Road, you got me running all night long. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Niner Nuts. I'm Dan here, along with James. James, say hello. What's up, Niner Nation? And uh, yeah, we are finally in kickoff week we need to first just have a little hurrah for that we're finally at kickoff week uh from when you guys are watching this in two days the kansas city chiefs are hosting the lions and we are finally starting the 2023 season but that's not what we're talking about guys because we're a niners podcast and literally we're taping this on labor day yes we're we are working on labor day hopefully you weren't uh but if you watched yesterday's episode uh, we saw a tweet from one Ian Rapoport. Uh, I read it live. You saw my live reaction yesterday, and I'm still in the the emotional swirl of it. According to Ian Rappaport, as of uh, 18 minutes ago, again, we're taping this on Labor Day, the 49ers and star edge Nick Bosa need a significant breakthrough to get him back on the field, which is in, from today, six days to play in Pittsburgh in week one. Ah, uh, this sucks. <laughs> okay, we were we were talking before about like when I was going to start to panic a little bit. Like, yeah, I started to panic a little bit, but then uh, that was uh, the first preseason game, and then the second one went through, and then the third one went through, and now we're another week after this game, and I was doing okay during the the three games. Like, I was a little, but literally nothing. Like, no, they're keeping it pretty closed. Uh, behind doors. What is the holdup in the negotiations? And then uh, Albert Breer really didn't end up saying the news that he thought he did, or we, the media that spun with it kind of uh, blew it way out of proportion. He was just reiterating exactly what um, the negotiations basically have been the entire time. Is he going to get 27 and a half million dollars and be at uh, TJ Watts rate or is he going to surpass 31.5, basically get the 32 million and surpass Aaron Donald's? That's where we believe the negotiation hangup has been, is those roughly $4 million. So he ended up not really saying anything that was new, so to say. But, yeah, now it's September 4th, and kickoff is in two days, or two days from when you're listening to this, and our game is in six days. I, uh, yeah the irrational fan is starting to come out now. And I'm I've that, that side of me is saying, I don't earmuffs. I don't give a shit who caves. Someone's got to cave. Now John's got to break out the checkbook or Bosa's got to accept that he's getting TJ Watt money, or maybe even a little less like someone's got to cave. This is not good that we are six days away. And apparently according to Ian Rappaport we're still very very far apart unless this is completely irrelevant in the next 48 hours
1: when you're listening to this come like, join the dark side the the side that is telling you that John Lynch is not a good GM like this, this- is a this is a bad episode in an otherwise really
0: good re- regime I'll finish your thought but I this has not yet tainted my whole experience of John Lynch for 7 years but I'll let you have the floor.
1: (laughs) It's a holdout with your best player. Good GMs do not let this happen. Good GMs get you signed early. If he was a good GM, he would have been talking to him through last season. and would have figured out a way to get him signed by early off season. That's what Howie Roseman did with Jalen Hurts. Once he started looking good, How we started the talks, most definitely. I guarantee it. And by the time early offseason hit, he was signed. He was the highest paid player in the league. And everybody was happy. And then five minutes later, you know, Lamar Jackson comes out. But who cares? He got paid. He got paid early. That's what good GMs do. They get ahead of the game. They don't drag their feet and let it end up being a holdout. This is bad. This is why he's not a good GM. And there's other reasons. But on this show, we're talking about Nick Bosa. And this mishandling of it is just another instance of why John is not a good GM. And why in two years, this is all going to blow up in everybody's faces this is this
0: is this specific isolated situ- situation is starting to get out of hand. like i'm I'm not throwing in the towel on my feelings towards him. I still, as a whole, he has done a phenomenal job with the players that hit, they really, really, really hit. And the fact that he was able to, yeah, lady Luck played a part in a few of the picks, like Brock Purdy and the fact that. Jimmy probably realized that he was that staying with the Niners and taking a pay cut was going to be better in the long run. In the short run, he was probably going to get a ring whether he played or not. He had a chance. That's what I'm I'm saying this in that past tense. I have a good chance of getting a ring here. I'll just make a little less money than the 27 million I was making. I'll make 8 million no matter what. And then I may or may not get a ring. And then I'm going to get paid 30 million by somebody else. Like that rationale. Played into John's favor. Brock Purdy, no one expected Brock Purdy to be that good. But um, the only holdout that we had that was remotely this bad was Robbie Gould, our kicker, which is... Yeah, he... Uh, that's the little side of <laughs> Gould that no one talks about, is that he thinks he's... I mean, he he plays very, very valuably back in the day. I mean, he's getting the hard truth of what happens when you hit 40 and try to command $5 million for kicking. But <laughs> <laughs> But no, the... No, I, this is just—it's really alarming that this is going on as long as it has. And I'm not—I'm not, I'm not going to say that Javon Hargrave threw this all off. I—I I commend that. Um, I commend that he was able to pull off a signing like Javon Hargrave, so we didn't have to worry about Kinlaw in the middle. And then, in theory, I get where he was going. Like Bosa, we'll figure it out with Bosa, and then we'll have this amazing line. Where on the where on this side it's either gonna be our second round pick, uh Drake Jackson or Selen Farrell if we get him straightened out, drafted in the first round, if he can actually play first round, then we'll have Ark Armstead and Javon Kinlo- or Hargrave in the middle, and then Bosa, and we're gonna have the scariest defensive line in the league outside of maybe Dallas or the Eagles. Like we're gonna but then but now guess what? Now we don't know what the specific Hang up is we're speculating that it is the AAV. I don't personally think it's the AAV because the AAV is just a number. I feel like there's some disconnect with how uh, signing bonuses and guarantees. I feel like it's, I feel like when this is all said and done, if it actually gets said and done soon, it's got to be something with him wanting like 100 million guaranteed or maybe 110 or 15 guaranteed, like fully guaranteed money because. That's a big hang up when it comes to NFL contracts and, and casual fans don't really think about it is that guaranteed money is more important to a player than the AAV because you don't get paid in the AAV the way they structure bonuses and uh, restructures to mitigate the cap hit. So I feel like it's gotta be something with a down the line cap hit. I, I can't imagine that Bosa is asking for a bigger cap hit than what he's already scheduled to have right now at 17 and a half million from what I saw last. I feel like it's got to be like making sure that he is getting this whatever guaranteed money he wants down the line. That John is not budging on, or not figuring out a way to structure uh, a signing bonus or an option bonus. There's some disconnect. It's got to be it's got to be something like that, um, or maybe it's a combination of okay, I'll make like I'll throw you a bone and have a ten million dollars salary this year, but then the next year like that's going up to like. 25 and then i have a 15 million dollar signing bonus and then another 10 million signing bonus like it's got to be something like that like I, did, I i don't know is any of that like processing with you i don't know if you're a salary nerd like i am i really like going on sports track and looking at him
1: <laughs> no no all i know is that nick bosa should be the highest paid defensive player right now and he's not that's what this is about he needs like That's what it is. A guy like Nick Bosa, who, you know, just won defensive player of the year and has been a game wrecker for you, basically out of the box, should be the highest paid defensive player in the game, without question. So it's just a matter of how much is going to satisfy Nick Bosa. Like what part of the number does he need to see To be the highest paid player. How much over it? Does it need to be 1 million? Does it need to be 2 million? Does it need to be 3? Does it need to be 4? Does it need to be 5? Does it need to be 10? Whatever it is. You got to figure out. What it is. And just do it. Like that's what it takes. That's what Howie Roseman would have done. He would have figured out. Okay. You want to. You're obviously the best defensive player in the league. You just won defensive player of the year. We want to make you the highest paid defensive player in the whole entire game tell us what number is 5 million above, you know, whatever total guarantee is, is that good enough for you? That's all it needs to be. You figure out the cap hits or whatever, however you want to do it. Like whatever the cap hits, like we good GMs would be like, oh yeah, I got that covered. Like we're talking about guaranteed money. That's what we're talking about. And how much of guaranteed money does Joey or Nick Bosa need to feel like he is the highest-paid player, defensive player in the league? Because that is what he wants. That is what he should get. And the fact that John hasn't seen it or done it, he's a bad GM for letting it get this far.
0: It's the that's the thing is that allegedly it's. I'm taking it with a grain of salt, but only so much of a grain of salt is that it's like $110 million was the number I saw. But that would make sense because if I remember right, Aaron Donald was uh, after they won the Super Bowl. I believe it was a three year, it wasn't like an extension in the traditional sense. It basically was some extra money on top of a contract he already had. And then ninety five million in total with this add on uh, was guaranteed. So he has ninety five million dollars guaranteed. So Nick Bosa, if he wants to be the highest paid non quarterback in the league, which is what Nick Bosa or th- which is what Donald is. Donald is the highest paid player in the league right now. That's not a quarterback. So eight percent or five of, percent uh, off of that. That's definitely over a hundred million dollars that's got to be a big hang up on it. Cause again, it's not about the AAV because you never split a contract like that. It's John is not figured out a way to satisfy Nick Bosa with structure of bonuses or option bonuses. You don't, you don't, you
1: don't, you don't even a, need to get that. The actual, time.
0: the actual site, the actual signing, like upfront guaranteed at signing money. Like he's not figured out a way to, if it is all about a hundred million dollars, Just work with your guys to figure out how—work with Jed and your mathematicians to figure out how to safely get him a $100 million and just get him to sign it. Because, I don't know, the way that it is set up right now, we are going to the same destination that the Saints and the Rams are. We're just hoping that we can get a ring like the Rams did and not completely whiff like the Saints do. Like— if that's the direction we're going, just get him signed, that's what and you then need. we'll deal with
1: it. Yes, that's what you need. You need your best defensive player on the field by week one. He needs to be the highest defensive player in the league, paid player in the defensive, highest paid defensive player in the
0: league. I get if, that he wants to be safe and think about the future. I get that he wants to mitigate the Bleep that weird. out.
1: Bleep that out. Just so you know. Just Okay. Make sure you get that, okay? Okay, I'll find that. Um, <laughs> I'll, I
0: get that he wants to mitigate the future so it doesn't implode on itself, like the Saints and uh, the Rams to a degree have. But that's his own fault. That's his when own you're attacking, fault. you can't have your cake and eat it too. That's exactly the pro- that's the problem. He's got. So if we have, here. if we have money to pay Nick Bosa right now, and then we got to let go of some more players than you already. He's got to know that we're losing some people. We're not having Juwan Jennings next year. We're not having Brandon Ayuk next year. We're probably not going to have Arc Armstead next year. We're probably not going to have Drake Greenlaw next year. We're probably we're going to lose. We're probably not going to have Deshaun Gibson next year. We're going to lose a
1: lot of players next
0: year. Everything That's why is- this year is so important.
1: That's why everything is so important for this year. Because once we get to next year, boy, is this team going to be gutted. And by the only 20-
0: the only silver lining is that we'll still have Purdy. That's the only silver lining we have next year. Is that we'll have Purdy, we'll have Warner, we have uh Kittle, we'll have Williams, we'll have CMC. If you weren't any of those six players I said, there's a very strong chance you're going to get like released or traded.
1: Yeah. And John did it all to himself and now he's trying to figure it out on the fly and it's not working. John If you want a championship, if you want to be a GM with a championship, you need to do this and you need to do this now. I'm I'm sorry, John. I'm one of your biggest haters and I am an Eagles fan. I get it. But I'm telling you, you and I both know, John, because I know you listen to this podcast that Howie Roseman plays chess while you play checkers. Dude. Think about it like this. Jed York.
0: Jed York has given has so much trust in him and I still have a lot of trust in him. This is an alarming situation, but I have a lot of trust in him. This is the this is a general manager that when he first got here, it was a blank checkbook. We had so much cap space. And in the last two years alone. The draft capital he sacrificed, and the money that he's managed to figure out signing people to Warner's contract, Trent Williams, his trade-in contract, George Kittle's contract, Ebo Samuel's contract. We got away with Christian's contract uh, because the Panthers took a lot of it, really. If you look at it, but he gave but up a lot of draft the, capital to
1: have oh, them take
0: it. The insane amount of draft capital. If this guy, if John Lynch, uh, on top of all of that, also. Didn't care about your or my perception of how he would look. Trading Trey Lance for just a fourth round pick, which I still, I'll take his word at it that, uh, that that was the best offer bleeping that we could out, get. Leaping
1: out because uh, that's how I feel about people who say you could only get a fourth round pick for Trey Lance. Like allegedly,
0: allegedly, Jerry Jones did that trade on his own without telling Mike McCarthy or his son about it. Which is hysterical
1: to me. Yeah, but, I mean Jerry beats to his own drummer, but, but trust me, you, you can get Jerry to overpay or at least give up some of that if you take the mo- if you take some of the money, and that's what you need. You need draft capital. You don't have a a lot of high draft picks.
0: But this isn't about the draft capital. the, the, the getting back to what the, what I was saying was that with how amazingly he got all these players signed and was willing to throw out this much draft capital. Yes. This is the best player that he outside of Trent Williams. This is the best player that he is trying to get under contract. I would say Bosa is better than everybody that we've gotten a bigger contract for, except maybe Trent Williams, but that's apples and oranges and edge rusher versus a tackle. Like, but it's, it's amazing to me that he has gotten all of these things done But signing the defensive player of the year is the this is the hiccup where it's at. It like he was, he went so hard for Trent Williams and Christian McCaffrey, and uh, got it done with Debo at the last second. He was able to finally get it done with Debo, and he went under the market value. Maybe he's waiting for Bosa to cave and go under the market value because Debo was. Debo didn't get top. I think Debo's in the top 10, but he didn't get paid top five money. Well, that's so. the th-
1: that's the thing. Debo had one good season. Nick Bosa has a string of great seasons. Like, His
0: only down year was a toward ACL. Exactly.
1: <laughs> exactly. So you need to pay the man before he starts asking for a trade because we're almost there. I believe we are almost there. If he doesn't get this deal done soon, there, he's going to ask for a trade, and there goes your window. Well, where would he want to get well here's a fun hypothetical. Where would he want to get traded to
0: when we have a great chance of getting to a Super Bowl? Like, you gotta think of like how bad is that team that would have the money that he's asking for? Because I don't think many other contenders have the money that he's asking for. The Chiefs definitely don't, the Bills definitely don't. Maybe the Uh, Lions don't the Lions have some cap space? Oh, that's a good question. Maybe the maybe the Lions do. Uh, like, I, don't, I, mean, I don't know. That's a good question.
1: I mean, just imagine their defensive line with Nick Bosa on it. Cause they, they oh Hutchinson
0: some... on one side and Bosa
1: on the other. Oh my god. That'd like, be terrifying. That'd be terrifying. Like their odds to win the Super Bowl would really go up if Nick Bosa ended up on their team. And you know, I believe they got some draft capital with the trade from what they traded from six to twelve. So they may have, I don't know their picks or whatever, what they got, but they may have some draft capital to spend on somebody like Nick Bosa, you know, and get them signed to a contract. Nick Bosa and Aiden Hutchison for like the next three years. Could you imagine that? Like you, are you looking up the numbers? No, I just, uh, I know your phone
0: would have gone off, but I just wanted to check Twitter anyway, just because Ian, uh, yeah, no, there's no update. I just, I know your, I know your watch would have blown up. My watch doesn't have the uh, Twitter updates on it, but yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm getting, I am getting a little like irrational fan emotional about this because this is really frustrating now. Like we found, hey, James, we found my tipping point. Uh, two days away from kickoff is where I'm starting to get a little mad. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is, need... this is ridiculous now.
1: I, I, was, I was on this train weeks and weeks ago. And, you, you, you know, and I'm going to be on this train until something different happens. But if his contract
0: now, like, this is going to be, like, this is going to be worth examining every penny of this contract, regardless of what the numbers are now. Because, like, if he signed forever ago, like it would have been a pleasant, oh, he took less money, or oh, wow, John did give him that much money. Like, now, no matter what he signs for, it's going to be Jesus Christ. This is why this took five months. Like, yes. That's no what matter what be. the money is now.
1: Yes, that's what it's going to be. And so, yeah. I mean, I could talk about how john is a bad gm all day but maybe you this want to talk one about... hang
0: up this one hang up is aggravating but i we don't have any we don't have more time to talk about it but yeah <laughs> this one hang up is getting really really irritating uh definitely definitely when we definitely. have a quarterback that's playing for seven hundred thousand dollars <laughs> he's getting paid seven hundred thousand dollars and we can't pay nick bosa this is ridiculous <laughs> Okay. Anyway, I, us- I, inter- I interrupted you. What were you saying?
1: <laughs> oh, I was going to say, tell us about our sponsor.
0: <laughs> oh, yes. S- something I yeah. am a little bit more excited to talk about. Uh, Royal Retro Jerseys. We have a partnership with Royal Retro Jerseys. They will hook you up with your choice of authentic throwback jerseys. They have football, basketball, baseball. Uh, I tripped over my own words. They have every sport, basically. And you can... uh stand out in the crowd uh you can reminisce back on your team's glory days so to say jets fans if Aaron Rodgers doesn't work out you can go to royal retros right now and find yourself an authentic throwback jersey and get 10% off your entire order with the code below me shady sports use that at checkout get 10% off your entire order and get yourself an authentic royal retros throwback jersey today that's shady sports
1: for 10% off your order Yes, guys, 10% off your <laughs> order. Sorry, something dinged. And I was like, what? What's going on?
0: Nick Bosa signed?
1: <laughs> yes. I'm looking at my watch. Did Nick did, did Bosa sign? Oh, no bro,
0: how great would that be?
1: <laughs> I know. Ten, 30 minutes later, he signed. Anyway, it is, guys, it
0: is five o'clock in California. <laughs>
1: <laughs> anyway, guys, just so you know, we've uh, taken on a cause here. Uh, Recently in the news, we've had the minority Texans owner and our own owner, Jed York, in the news for some really bad stuff, especially with the Houston Texans minority owners. The NFL knew about it for months to years on both these guys and didn't report it until independent reporting agencies broke the story. And then we find out how long the NFL actually knew. So... We need to bring some owner accountability because if a player were to get in this type of trouble, we know about it. As soon as the NFL knew about it, we would know about it. So we need to bring more owner accountability and that's why owner standards are less than player standards. Hashtag owner accountability. Make that go viral on Twitter, TikTok, whatever you need. And just because we put our money where our mouth is, we are raising money For a crisis center in Kentucky by selling our merchandise. All the proceeds go to charity. We have a bunch of different shirts. This is the standard shirt, which, you know, if you want to actually have the statement on your chest, you can get it for $22.99. You can get it in long sleeve tees, pullover hoodie, crew neck sweatshirt, premium unisex tee. This is our uh owners on a standoff the reason why we are talking about this probably is because of the guy in the middle dan snyder had it on a blackmail powerpoint and he caught he's starting to cause trouble even though he's still out of the league so you can get that shirt we're bringing that back from the dan snyder campaign we have our podcast art logo uh like i said long sleeve tee, crew necks pullover hoodies you can get it on whatever you want uh this is our alternate logo with the nice background so it just fits nicely as a tee and we have our official mascot now this is really honestly in my opinion the coolest t-shirt that we have i have one dan's about to get one and it's our mascot look at that cute little peanut 22.99 and you're donating to charity and you're getting a great t-shirt that peanut is too cute
0: to say no to and we're not even profiting off it guys don't we're not we don't want the money from this we want to donate this money and give it to charity we there's some things that are bigger than football uh, we've interviewed charities here on the show and we've interviewed uh we've interviewed a lot of uh, not for profits here on the show I should say and um because as fun as football is in the uh, the community that it makes and what football teams typically give to their communities we all know and agree that there are some things that are bigger than football, and this is definitely one of them. That's that we're passionate about, and uh, we just want to give back and uh, just bring awareness to uh, this
1: little bit of hypocrisy. So, that's right, guys. Until the NFL starts actually reporting on owners when they know about it, we're going to continue this campaign. If it continues, we'll we'll keep going. We we're not in this all for the money. We want to be a part of our community. We want to make a difference in our community. So if we have to sell these shirts and give them the charity, we're perfectly happy with that. That's fine with us, guys, because this really is a hobby for us. We're not out there trying to make this our full-time job or anything. We are just two guys who are best buds, who love talking about football. We're not looking to make millions of dollars off of advertising or anything like that. We just want to make a difference in the community. Yeah, the 10% off Shady Sports gets you a little bit, but that's a little bit of money. And if you want one of our cool T-shirts, you can just go to bonfire.com, Niner Nuts Apparel, bonfire.com.
0: Yeah, use that money for, that you save from uh, Retros and go to Bonfire, I guess. Exactly.
1: <laughs> that sounds like a good idea. So anyway, Dan, you got anything else for us?
0: Um No, the only um I, I, I'll i be honest I don't care what's on Roto World I want to know when we're going to sign Nick Bosa, which apparently is not going to be Today, according to Ian Rappaport That's all I care about today
1: <laughs> Well guys, you know what's coming next Outro music, River Road, Justin Muth Beat the Steelers See you Friday
0: River Road You got
1: me running way back home. River Road, you got me running all night long. You got me singing some canal boat song. River Road, River Road, you got me running all night long.